Maine is known for its rocky coastline, beautiful forests, and brutal winters. It's the home of Stephen King, Alan's Coffee Brandy, and The Best Lobster. To the people who come from away, it's a vacation. But to those of us who live here, it's the way life should be. Welcome to Vacation Land. My name is AJ, and I will be your guide through the history and mysteries of Maine. The fog rolled in on a quiet fall evening in Bucksport, Maine. September 17, 1898, a Saturday, Sarah Ware, a local cleaning woman, had gone into town to run a few errands and check on a friend before returning home. She stopped at John Baldock's house, a widower. Sarah had been friends with his late wife and the local general store for a cigarillo and disappeared amongst conflicting sightings from the surrounding neighbors. Born Sarah MacDonald in 1846 in Nova Scotia, she would move to Maine to marry Edward Ware. They would have three children together. One died of natural causes, the other two, Edward Jr. and Mildred, Sarah would raise to adulthood before they moved away. Sarah would also divorce her husband and make her own way in the world, cleaning houses and taking care of children. Being divorced, Sarah had often been the subject of gossip but she had worked hard to earn her place in the small coastal town. She had moved in with a widow, Mrs. Miles, and it was the same woman who had noticed Sarah's disappearance that fateful night. The next day, Mrs. Miles would ask her neighbor, William Truergy, to stop at John Baldock's house to inquire after Sarah. Mrs. Miles wasn't terribly worried. Sometimes Sarah would stay at others' houses if she had found work, and there was some speculation that Sarah and John Baldock were romantically involved. William Truridge did stop by, but reportedly having found the house locked up, didn't tell Mrs. Miles that he hadn't found Sarah until the next day. Soon news spread of Sarah's disappearance, and the gossip caught like wildfire. Rumors that she had been assaulted by immigrant railroad workers and that she had died of exposure abounded. For two weeks, search parties looked for the woman until the inevitable stench of decay drew them to her mangled body. Sarah Ware was found on October 8th, not far from the home she shared with Mrs. Miles. Injuries to her head and decay had rendered her virtually unidentifiable. She was recognizable only by the clothing she was wearing. She had blunt force trauma to the left side of her face. Some witnesses made note of nearby rocks and a broken broom handle which could have been used to make the injuries. Her throat had also been cut so deeply that in the process of transporting her body, her head fell off. Despite her noticeable injuries, the first theory was that she had become lost in the fog, fell, hit her head, and died of exposure. The second theory was a lover's quarrel between Sarah and one of three widowers, John Baldock, William Truergy, or an unnamed third. The third theory, Sarah encountered a drunken dispute on her way home and stepped in to break it up. Finally, someone owed Sarah money, and she was murdered when she went to collect it. The first theory was ruled out pretty quickly, as was the second. The third theory had some merit. Three men were spotted on the route Sarah would have taken home. They were drunk and known to be drunk. A few of the neighbors spotted the men arguing. 
but few really believe this theory. The one that got everyone's attention, that Sarah was murdered for money, was the one that really started to gain traction. Sarah's purse was found a short distance from her body, and the first five or so buttons on the front of her dress were undone. She was known to stash money in her top, and she had no money on her except for a dollar which she had stashed in her waistband. Also of note, when Sarah was seen earlier that night, she had only a short shoulder cape. When her body was found, her rain jacket was found rolled up underneath her head. This was significant because Sarah had left it at home. She was also apparently missing an undergarment, but it's not specified. Detectives came from Lewiston and Bangor to investigate the murder. Mrs. Miles told the detectives that Sarah kept her money in a trunk in her room, but when it was initially searched, the small bundle of bills was missing. The money was later returned to the trunk and was discovered in a second search. Some speculate that Sarah made it home before she was murdered. Others say it was someone who had access to her room. Mrs. Miles was 77 and gained nothing from the murder. So the detectives soon set their sights on William Truergy, the same man Mrs. Miles had sent to check on Sarah shortly after her disappearance. Sarah had previously worked for Truergy, and apparently he still owed her money. Sarah may have stopped at Truergy's to collect payment on her way home. Truergy was known to have a short temper and was quick to violence. Sarah was a small woman, roughly five feet, and it wouldn't have taken much to overpower her. Truergy also had access to her room, apparently having stayed at Mrs. Miles at some point. A witness would come forward and claim Truergy asked him to help move something to the clearing where Sarah's body was found. Joe Fogg claimed that he wasn't aware that it was a body, but that Truergy threatened him that the same would happen to him if he mentioned it to anyone. Detectives would find a tarp with what appeared to be bloodstains in William Truergy's buggy and a bloodied hammer under the seat. It appeared they'd caught their man. With Truergy arrested for the murder, Bucksport thought that it could move on from this tragedy. But the local courts wouldn't hear the case. They determined that Truergy wouldn't get a fair trial. It would take three years before Truergy was prosecuted for the crime in the Hancock County Supreme Court. By 1902, the case had started to fall apart. Evidence was missing, the tarp and hammer specifically, but not Sarah's skull. That would remain in evidence in the courthouse for a century. Joe Fogg had recanted his statement, other witnesses were dead or missing, and Sarah's body had been exhumed multiple times. Without the evidence, the court was forced to acquit Tarurji of the crime. There's some question of where exactly Sarah Ware's headless body finally came to rest. Initial reports say she was buried in a pauper's grave, but conflicting reports say that her daughter Mildred may have moved the body to another unmarked grave to prevent people from further disturbing her mother's rest. It was believed that she had been buried in the Silver Lake Cemetery at some point, but when the lake was expanded and the graves moved, there's some question as to whether or not Sarah's body was among those moved. There have been reports of a headless woman haunting the banks of Silver Lake when the fog is thick, and locals believe it just might be Sarah. As for her head, it was discovered in a courthouse in Ellsworth in 1982. The skull was finally released, and in 1998, she was buried in Oak Hill Cemetery in Bucksport, 
near the husband she had divorced. The case is still technically open. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out the sources listed at pinetreepodcast.com and click on Vacation Land at the top of the page. Music is by Lurker. Check out more of his work at lurker.bandcamp.com and follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at vacationlandpod.